So, welcome to the Beer and Blonde, Cla- Beer and Blonde Podcast. <laughs> um, undefined, unopinionated discussion. Ramblings of bearded oh. man and blonde-haired woman who just happened to be married. Um, so, yeah, no. With this one, um, well, for the next few, actually, we just wanted to sort of let people know, you know, about us and our story and like both as individuals and together. So we're just going to kick it off with Chris talking about his life journey so far and everything that comes with it, I suppose, baby. And as the last episode and every other disclaimer, there is strong language. Yes. On opinionated views. Well, opinionated views, but they don't yes. like, no. And we are drinking and smoking through this, so you will hear the fizzle of gin and the supping of cigarettes. Well, do you want to actually, before you talk about you, talk about the origin of the podcast? Yeah. And how yeah. I came to be, which was basically just, we would usually, well, we like a wee drink. So we would sit and talk about things, and we realised that the discussions that we have sometimes turn very interesting, so we were like... I think we like we started yeah. both listening to a lot of podcasts recently yeah. that were heavily conversational podcasts and mm-hmm. people talking about just random shit. Mm-hmm. And I guess we were having these conversations already, so why not record them for nobody to listen to? Nobody to listen to because it's to be honest, we haven't at the moment currently on the what date is it? The twentieth of August, twenty nineteen. We. Haven't told well. I've told one person, Who? other than us, Craig. Oh, very good. I haven't told anyone yet. Because I knew he wouldn't. I'll get drunk. It's more like he's more like okay, you do you. Um, but I haven't asked him to listen to it because like no, but not yet. Yeah, and I we wanted this to be like an actual thing before, you know, we start publicizing it because we're not that sort of people anyway and this and is more of a bit of crack yeah. but then bringing it back to you babe like you so are yes, the I mastermind am, I, but you are the mastermind behind all this like you actually made it happen like we both had this idea and like yeah so you're like, the one I, that... I listen to like 10 podcasts well i try and listen to 10 different podcasts that release weekly which means i i currently check on my phone i currently have 24 gigs worth of podcasts I know, because I remember when you first got heavily into podcasts and we were going on holiday and you'd be raging because you'd be like, I have so many podcasts to they, catch they, up on. They built up and then I, I, it was a kind of podcast, like... Addict? Horror. Oh, horror. Podcast addict. Well, I think the app I, I think addict's more of a... Um, more of a PC term. Yes, yes. Than a, you know. um, but then I, I quickly realised, right, I need to filter down what I'm listening to, which... It's good advice because you shouldn't do this because there's probably better podcasts out there to listen yeah, to. Yeah, and to be honest, if you listen to us, we are very grateful. Yeah. We are very, very grateful, but also, like, we listen to some other stuff. Yeah. that's really, really good. On advice. our uh, ten point mic, but yeah. So that's like, so we, <laughs> we like, we always, we always hinted and had about doing a podcast, and then a, a guy in the local tech scene approached me about doing a podcast. I got super excited about it, but we we very busy, busy schedules. So I was, I was like, well, I still want a podcast, and then I went on Amazon. Bought a ten point mic, which is okay. It had great, it had great reviews. The we're, reviews we're actually, oversold. We, uh, the from mic. last week, we're gonna call him uh, like Mike. This is Mike the Mike. Yes. Michael, and we're gonna put we googly eyes on him because we both look at him when we're talking. 
So he needs to have his own wee, like, persona in this. Yeah, like, one of the members of the Beastie Boys was called Mike. Well, there you go. He's yeah. the Beastie Boy. Yeah. He's trying to think of a I Beastie Boy song. Fa- someone fact check me on that. Oh, I don't know. But yes, yes. So then we were like, okay, this, this, we always sit and have these drunken ramblings with like, you know, a bit of Spotify or random YouTube music videos. I like the visuals. So we thought... You do like the visuals, and especially when you're eating. Yeah. Find me someone who doesn't like to eat their dinner watching The Simpsons. Uh, oh, I know. But, oh, this is a go-to. He comes home at six o'clock every night, sits down on his wee spot on the sofa and sticks on The Simpsons. It's clockwork. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, so we kind of wanted to start this off just an introduction for those that don't know of us because at the moment we're just two random voices floating around Spotify. So you don't really, you might not know much about us. Um, so for the next few, we're kind of brainstorming ideas and we just kind of realised like, you know, why don't we do introductions of... Yeah, where we've it come kind from. of makes sense, like who we are and why, what we're doing. Yeah, this. and yeah, so. but also, like you know, on our like the third one, then like in two more, is gonna be the story of us. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to know. Well, this is a sort of precursor for the relationship one to know that you're both still individuals as you're in a relationship. So this is sort of us telling our stories. And I get to go first because I'm, I'm the beard. <laughs> you're the beard. You're first in the title. So, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Well, the blonde and the beard, it works too. Oh, okay, no, but the beard and the blonde, that's what we've been calling ourselves from day one. So, um, right, so, yeah, so we'll start from the beginning. Go. There's Talk a, about yourself. Self love. There's, there's a rhyme in there, but I can't remember what it is. Um, so, as we were, we were joking offline, so like, the. Where I'm from, I'm from like a, a smallish town. No, it's actually massive, but the thing is, it it feels like a small town because everybody knows each other. Yeah, so a small town called Derry and Northern Ireland, or Northern Derry. But it's a big town. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like probably the second, second biggest. Second biggest in Northern Ireland. Um, and there's a, the running joke where people you be asked where where did you come from? I was like, I was or where were you born? Like I was born in the USA, upstairs and not like Alvin. <laughs> Which but, is the hospital in. Yeah. Derry slash London Derry depend. Um, yeah, so I guess we go back to from the very very beginning. You know, I was a little sperm floating around in my dad's. Oh God, side. we'll not no, go no, that no, far no, back. No, no. Jesus, uh, <laughs> TMI. I don't think your parents. Would be very <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd be very happy listening to that. Um, <laughs> the awkwardness of talking about yourself. Yeah, yeah. so like I kind of I grew up. Oh, you do it. You do it every day, babe. I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> talking, I'm, I'm a shoulder at heart. Um, yeah, so as I said, like, I grew up in like a reasonable sized town in Derry. Um, one of the youngest of three three brothers. Yeah. In a very modern, basic, normal family. You know, Gorgeous. We weren't lovely little like I forget the name for it, but you know, mum and dad, kids, and it's fine. Um, sorry, Chris just pooped. <laughs> It's a it's an unedited unedited podcast. Uh, yeah, we wanted to be. Honest, uh, so. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, like kind of a normal basic family. You know, two parents, three kids, seven attached house. Um, so yeah, I would describe. So I, I no, it's like it's. I so just, it was sort of like kind of like yeah. you know, as a, as a kid in school. So like I, I wasn't like, wasn't a popular kid, but it wasn't the most unpopular kid. I kind of was like in the middle ground. I had a really good group of friends, which I'm still friends with a lot of them to this day. 
was very, it was like the alternative kid. So I was into like rock and roll music. Like, that's a bullshit lie. No, but like, that's like, a bullshit lie. Now, that for anybody, like, I know this, that yeah, sounds this, really that, fucking this harsh. You, you that really, my... really, really sounds harsh. And like, where I'm saying that's a bullshit lie, he likes to think of himself as an alternative kid. What happened was that our generation found this thing called emo wasn't necessarily classic rock like he wasn't sitting in the house oh, listening no, no, to no, fucking no, like no. led zeppelin and no, like no, no. proper okay, like yeah, okay, you know yeah. old school rock and roll um it was, was more like he, he was more listening to primus and corn and slipknot and yeah. that sort of thing so this is just a sort of wife butting in going call on a mic but still but still yes continue and then, like i i wasn't sporty but i skateboarded which mm-hmm. I thought was a good, mm. good activity to keep mm-hmm. me active. What got you into skateboarding, by the way? I always meant to ask. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, like, my my dad never really, he never, he never got, he never was really into football when we were kids, which is funny because now he's into it, which is really weird. Um, if he got me into football as a kid, I would have more conversations with taxi drivers. <laughs> but, but make it uh, your life an easier one. <laughs> yeah. And I think, because, like, I never really, I wasn't really too sporty. I was a little. I say a little bit of a nerd, but I was, you know, a lot of a nerd. I, but I'm not the. Sm- I wasn't the smartest. Whatever. Um, and there was a guy in my street, guy Kevin. Mhm. And I remember he skateboarded, and I seen it. And then the minute I seen it, I was like, "That looks really cool. I really like the look of that." And I think it was when I was maybe ten, between either ten or twelve. It was one Christmas, like, like I, I really want, I really want a skateboard. I remember I was talking to him in the street because we used to like hang out when we were kids and just you know, fuck about and do stupid shit. And he gave me like this catalog where, you, like, in this back he had a mail order thing. So it wasn't a skate shop in town. There was no internet, so he had a mail order like a board, like a mail order skateboard from like a UK company. And I got it, and like it was a really, really good skateboard. Like, it wasn't like a kind of piece of shit you'd get from Argus or Smiths or something like that. And I started getting, started getting through that. And at the same time, there was a show on Channel 5 called Rad. And it was these two guys from England who were like, you know, one was, I'd say, a semi-professional skateboarder. Another one was just kind of like, he was the flashy kind of you know, co-host. But it was, it was a really good dynamic. Like, one of them was like, he actually skateboarded. The other one was like, in the, like, extreme sports. He's now like, a, a, they're, well, they're both presenters for, like, Red Bull events. But this was based in... In the in like the UK. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I follow the guy on uh, Instagram. His, his name's Mark Churchill. Oh. The other guy, so he's this tall American guy called Christian. You've seen him on TV at some point. He does like random TV ads at the minute for like some barbecue company. Seriously? Oh my god! You have that point of mind. Oh yeah, right. And like this guy, like I, it's funny because I know I follow him on Instagram and people like you know hit him up all the time like please do a YouTube series and reading rads like it was kind of skateboarding aimed towards adults and kids and it was from a skateboarder's perspective so it wasn't like a kind of a cheesy CBBs show where they were doing like yeah 360 tail up on the half pipe hang 10 dude all that kind of stuff like he was talking about real skateboarding things and there was little sections each week they would like try and teach you a trick and they were talking they were making jokes and having fun but also being actually like no this is real skateboarding and do little kind of little funny series and stuff um and they have like fake characters and all that kind of stuff 
And even like it was, it was funny, but there was times where like um they would have guests on, they were like trying to teach you how to break dance because at the time the culture was all kind of, you know the the b boy breakdancer skateboarders yeah. all hung around under a bridge somewhere and. Did, well, to be honest, like yeah, that back in the day, like I remember like hanging about with skaters and like, but they always chose like the randomest places. It was always like other under bridges. It was always like you know. Well, like we li- we live in Northern Ireland, so it rains ninety percent of the time. So you need to find somewhere. It's always, like we always, like I grew up spending a lot of my spare time in abandoned factories. Or supermarket skateboards. So, but like, how did you teach yourself how to skateboard then? Just through, so just through that through that show that helped, show. but or like there were in Derry there was like known skate spots. So, like we we was like the guy he'd been skating for years, but he knew a bunch of guys and they all kind of group skating and they like you'd buy skate videos online and eventually we did get a skate shop and stuff and you kind of learn through that or you just learn through people trying things. So we learned from them, but then there was like there was a Sainsbury's car park where we'd all just go and skate along the side of it because it was it was meant to be a staff staff car park they kind of just gave up on that and we we overtook it as skateboarders and then there was this place called like the bay which is like an abandoned half abandoned industrial state on like the docks where there was just like an empty concrete patch where there must have been a building there and they tore down they were going to re regenerate it but recession and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff meant it was empty so we would build ramps yeah lights and, Oh yeah, we were tra- we were trespassing, building illegal structures. <laughs> so we'd all kind of like we'd all meet up there on a Saturday or like a Friday and then hang around, teach each other tricks and learn things. And there was always someone who would be better than you, so they could help teach you things. I was between terrible and all right. <laughs> oh, no, you're like I'm sure you were better than ah, you yeah. are. I, I was okay. Um, I, 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 but sure, that's how you met your best friend then. Well, look, like, one of your best friends was yeah. through Skipper. Because at the time, like, there was a guy who lived on my street, McCann, and we would go down there, hang around, and we, we quickly realised McCann was a bit of a prick. So we stopped. Sorry, McCann, if you ever listen to this. Yeah, he wouldn't. Uh, um, I, I've never met you, so that says a lot. Anyway. But then we was like I started hanging around with like the group of friends that like I've known now from school years and we would all kind of go down there, hang out, skateboard for hours, come home sweaty, get up the next morning, do the same thing again. And then a guy on rollerblades came to your house. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. So that's, like that's, that's who he was talking about. Not, yeah. So how I met like one of my best friends who was also the best man at my wedding, uh, because we were sitting around the the street skate parking or skating, at like. 12 and we were like hanging out and the guy like came like came up in rollerblades and was like oh yeah can you do this can you do that because people seen like at the time tony hawks pro skater had come out in the playstation <laughs> so everybody knew what was which was good but it was bad because every fucker walked past was like do a kickflip do a fucking kickflip oh yeah tony hawks woo uh but he was like oh yeah but and then he talked about like how he was in the skateboard and he was like i can do tricks on my rollerblades and he was delivering the newspaper at the time so then we got the we got to know him. He eventually bought a skateboard because he didn't want to rollerblade anymore, and then we started hanging out with him. He was coming to these like you no know, homemade skate parks. And then you were in the same school, right? Isn't that right? You were in the same so class. So yeah, at the time I didn't we didn't realize we were in the same school. He was a class ahead of me, so this is where my education comes in. So it's the t- it, your was your school tiered. So the the years were broken the classes and they were all alphabetized. So right, okay. it was 
A, B, C, D, That's actually e, quite and like what mine F, is. I think. Yeah. So I, like, and it, it, it kind of sucks the way they structure Like, A was the smartest kid, which is, you know, picking up egos. And then, it, obviously, it got gradually stupider. Um, even though stupid well, is not a word. No, it's not. Yeah. No, but... Uh, yeah, I know, it's not stupider, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, gradually yeah. got more, more dysfunctional delinquents as it went down the way. So, like... The lowest was F. I was in D. Um, he, he was in C. he was in C. So, but I think at the time, like I obviously like at this time, I I didn't realize that I I had dyslexia, which we'll we'll get into later, and I was sitting in the class with like you know most of them are in fucking prison or mm-hmm. have ten kids and are on fucking <laughs> benefits. Model, happens in every school. Model model models as citizens. Mm. But I was always top of the class. And I guess it's easy to be top of the class when the class is full of fuckabouts who don't care. Mm-hmm. But I was like, right, this is hold me back. Because, like, it, it, the, I always remember, I think we talked about it in the, last, the Simpsons the last time. There's an episode of The Simpsons where Bart gets put back a year. And he's in the remedial class. And the teacher's like, right, today we're going to learn the alphabet. And he's like, so for us to catch up and learn, we're going to go slower. And again, and he's like, cuckoo, cuckoo. And like, so we were learning slower than everyone else. So we would never have excelled and achieved. Like you, because you wouldn't, I, exactly. Like, to be honest, you should probably have been worked harder. Yeah, or, or, or taught in a different way, but yeah, taught the same things. Yeah, like more in a vocational way rather than the pure academic. See, they pushed the whole vocational thing, so it was like... Yeah, like... like MVQs I have, and... I have, like, some stuff to talk about that in my own one... Yeah. Um, about the vocational subjects and everything um but i think with yours in particular like it it's just it's very interesting because i come from a completely different town completely different like part of northern ireland like literally we are coast to coast well, it's polar opposites like coast to coast different yeah. um because like so it's interesting for me to know how I think it's structured yeah, later, yeah. yeah so because like, I so I was in I was in like class D which was for the better term the stupid the stupid class like when you got oh, past no. I know I know I'm not this is not a self-deprecating you, thing you just had like a no it was earmarked as a stupid yeah, class yeah oh, and that, that was like you know you can't put enough stick on a but I like as a sort of precursor to how successful my husband is right now he has never, and this is for any kid of a teenage background, any, like, that's in school, that's worrying about their age, everyone else, because, you know, they just came out and whatever, and is freaking out or whatever. My husband has never got an A in his life. And, yeah, like, the moral of the, moral of the story at the but end is, like, you, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. You can literally, school is a completely different thing life doesn't stop when school ends yeah like do you know what i mean you there it's a completely different thing um but like i'm sorry i'm sorry for um buttoning in or anything but i just wanted to sort of put that out there in case like you know they're like what no, no but, like, um, like, like i'm not like that's like this isn't a pity or i'm, I'm explaining like facts as facts yeah 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 so we were in that class and then i knew my friend so we, we were hanging out at the time and i was like right well i'm doing i'm topping my class in this whatever class like you know Fuck it. And I asked, like, can I get moved up to the higher class? Went to school and they were like, yeah, like, you know, he's going to fall through the cracks if we don't move him up. 
which is a good thing and a bad thing. I got moved to the class where I had better opportunities. But that was your friends. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was sat beside like my friend who we fuck about with all the time at the weekend. And kind of like things things got worse, but we still did well in school. Like I don't think I would have got up this much same shit and fucked about in school as much, but I still achieved anyway because I had the opportunity, I had the ability that I could achieve. Whereas in the previous class, you couldn't. There was a very low ceiling yeah. to what you could do, so yeah. you were limited in what you were doing. But um, can you please like? Well, will we talk about the dyslexia now? Yeah, just, yeah. Just so it's of, a, like yeah. it was actually it was around that time and like that year where. Like it was discovered I was dyslexic. I kinda I kinda always had a feeling like I knew I was always shit at spelling, grammar. But you're like there's different forms of dyslexia. Like your how what form does your dyslexia take? Do you know what I mean? I think so far like it's uh, part of dyslexia, I have a really bad memory. But as far as I remember, mine is specifically around like literacy. Yes, literacy, yeah. yeah. So like I I'm really bad at spelling. I'm really bad at grammar, so when it comes to like, you no, know, if I I struggle to like read. But you, but your your grand, you know, you see, speaking and that, it. And that that's I think that was the pain for me. I was able to get my way through things because I had really good lexicon. Yeah. I feel proud every time I use that word. <laughs> I had really good, I really, I had really good lexicon. Stop, stop that with your yeah. like a lovely lingo. So like I, <laughs> lovely I was, word talk. I was, I could, <laughs> and this is this is one of the things I always like used to do in school. Like. I could, I could dictate the the perfect essay, but if I had to sit there. Do you want to say that story as well? Oh yeah, when we get into it. Oh yeah, I could dictate the perfect essay, but I could never write it down. I could never put what I was saying to paper. Yeah. Because I I because of my because of my underlying dyslexia, I was very. It's more written language. You just didn't. You didn't get speak spoken language hundred percent grand, written language. Just like just something a bit off, and that's thing. I think because of the, like I didn't know at the time because of the underlying dyslexia, I was more of a visual, a visual and audio based mm-hmm. person. So I could hear, I could listen to a story or listen to a video or watch a movie or whatever, and pick up the ideas, the way of you know, mm-hmm. structuring and understanding things, which meant that I could vocalize them because if I could hear it, I could say it, or if I could see it, I could say it yep. or do it. Whereas if I was if I was good went to read a book, I would struggle to understand and learn something from it. Yeah. Whereas if someone and this went and why I watched tons of YouTube videos, but like I could learn from a video more than I could learn from a book. Because you're more of a show me how to do it. Mm. But at the time and probably still is now, you know, education was built off. You have to write essays, you have to do coursework, and you have to do. So I think it was like when it really when it all really came about. Um, it was in one of our English classes. You had to write. It was like you had to write like a short story, and I thought I was being a smart ass by like starting the story with "Twas the night before Christmas," and "Twas not a thing stern," and you know, try to put on this ye old English fucking writing style. Like I think I must have watched like the Muppets Christmas Special or something beforehand. <laughs> and the teacher from was like, "I think you're dyslexic." And I was like, "I don't think I'm taking the piss, but what?" <laughs> and then they got me tested. Turns out I was dyslexic. <laughs> Me, me being me trying to be a smart ass no, and fucking about the with language. The thing essay. is, as well, is like you know, like yes, like we'll delve more into this. Sorry, I know I bought in on it and everything, but um, my I have a nine-year-old cousin at the moment, and she's just been diagnosed with dyslexia as well, 
and it was last Christmas and I was wrapping presents and she was helping and she turned around to me and she was like, here, so I hear that Chris or has dyslexia as well. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and like really like, you know, inquisitive of how I, like, you know, that, that has affected him and like really just sort of like, okay, like tell me more sort of thing. And I was going, but it's never let him stop him. He's just found other paths and other languages, li- literally other languages that he knows better. And, and, like, and I think it was because I was, I, for some reason I was very driven. But just know that like you are an inspiration for those nine-year-old kids. And like I'm not just saying this because we're doing a podcast. Yeah, or no, I know. Because and, like I'm literally looking you in the eyes right now and I'm saying this. Like you are a, a like wonderful specimen of how just not being able to spell, because that's what I even said to her, I was like, he just doesn't know where to spell. But sure. Spelling isn't in the You know what, the, that, that nowadays, babe, with spell checking, well, you're fine. And if you need, like, checking, just read a book. Do you know what I mean? Or just, like, just ask somebody. It's not a big deal. No. The thing is, like, yeah, like, there's tools, like, there's tools to help you. And I think... I don't know if this is... And I'm sorry for saying read a book because I know there's some dyslexias out there as well that you aren't able to read well and everything, but, like... Um, Books aren't the end of the day. No, they are really not. And like, yes, it does help. And I can, yeah. re- I can read a book. I've read, like, three probably in, the, in my life. But <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not necessary. It's not like, it's like oh, <laughs> dear, I can't read this book. It's like, I just... No. I, I can't. I don't have the mental willpower to make it through the yep. book because I don't. I know I can absorb this information. In and to be honest, way. I'm exactly the same. Like you see, I always find myself when I'm reading that, like I am thinking so much about what just was said that I skim read the rest of the page and then I have to go back. Oh yeah. And then I do the same thing and then I have to go back and then I'm like, oh no. But then I lose motivation. Also, this podcast is sponsored by Audible. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Please, but Audible, please sponsor yeah. us at some point. That would be amazing. Um, but like... and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think, so when, when I was diagnosed, I was like, okay, so then I like, they put me like, it would be normal. Everyone, all the classes were normal. I went to like a special reading, like not a special reading class, but like a special class, like in one of my lessons, and once a week, and they would like kind of teach you the phonetics and the alphabet and all. Can stuff. you please talk about your bitch English teacher? Oh yeah, so like, so then kind of like fast forward, but so this was like kind of like hitting the, the near GCSE levels. Ah. No, I mean. Oh yeah, uh, and then if we like, if we like jump, we'll probably move back again anyway. But there was we. If you ever do A levels in the UK, like there's at the time, the schools were just these new type of A levels, and it was like an A V C E, so it was like applied A levels. So you didn't actually get a grade; it wasn't qualified as an A level, but you got use UCAS points, which UCAS points can be used towards a degree. So like, you, you, if you only got like three Bs, but you had like extra things that would bump up your points, potentially get in university. So like, you can use these points. Instead of getting a grade, I was like, okay. And then when we read the small print, it turned out the points weren't valid until the year after we would have started uni. So we did. <laughs> so I, I did an advanced, which I got right. At the time, I was repeating one of my English GCSEs. Meanwhile, I was doing an advanced English class for, like, points that weren't, I was never, ever going to be able to use unless I took a year out after school before going to university. And as part of this, like, we we had to do essays all the time. And then multiple occasions. So one was, like, I think we had to write something about monster trucks 
and I'd written the essay and she would do this really evil thing where she would pick on someone and get take their essay and read it out loud to the class and read out the spelling and grammar so, mistakes uh, and then point what them out. What a dick. I'm sorry to any teachers out there. Like, don't do that. That's just soul, soul destroying. That's soul destroying. And, like, really embarrassing. Like, don't do that. Like, you know, at the, the end of the day, typos are a thing. Just don't be oh, doing yeah. that. So, like, obviously, mine's was mine's my PSA little... for teachers. So, mine's was really good. It had a, it had a, a good, good story, but it was riddled with spelling and grammar mistakes. And then, so I learned my lesson from I was like, you know, fuck this shit. I knew I was getting nothing out of this. I was going to, if I passed, I got nothing. If I failed, I got nothing. So I was like, right, I'm just, I'm going to have fun with this. So in one of the essays, um, I like I said the whole idea to my friend about, like, if I could read an essay and someone else could write it down for me, it would be a great essay. Like you could speak in? Yeah, so I, I would dictate someone else would write it down and they would keep the grammar, they would fix up the grammar, but keep the spell, keep the, the stories the same, just fixing the spell and grammar, that kind of thing. So we sat in the library and I dictated the entire thing to my friend. He wrote down, but he submitted it as his own. He came around marking everyone's uh, essays and the teacher specifically chose his out and was like, this was a really good essay. Like, I really love the work in this. And at that point he was like, that wasn't me, that was Chris. And she was like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, he, he said, uh, he talked and I written, written down everything. And then we submitted it as because I at that point like she gave it up and she's like you don't have to submit one it doesn't matter you're not gonna get this anyway, so he submitted and she was like but and this is in your advanced English yeah so instead of her kind of having this realization like fuck you know I I could have a fucking a prodigy I could have something that work she punished both of us because we were technically cheating but, but I think but didn't see the experiment didn't see no. the work but it was the same it was the same kind of teacher like. You know, back then I was getting text savvy at the time when we'll get into how I got in the tech. But she had like uh she turned on the class like, Oh, who's tech savvy? And everyone's like, Well, Chris is tech savvy, he all he does is fuck about in the computer. And she was like, Oh, I can't um I can't find I had I got the I got the questions for this quiz, but I can't get the answers for it. I was like, Right, let me have a look and she printed out the pages, but at the bottom of the pages, back in the day when you printed out pages, it put the web address at the bottom. But I think the web just was cut off half, and I was like, right, well, what we'll do is we'll take the first line of the page, and we'll type that into Google, and the first result was the page. And it actually, so this this connects back to, like, one of the days in the class, she was like, who who here owns a dictionary? What fucking 16-year-old person owns a dictionary? And we were like, none of us own the dictionary. She's like, she's like, who here reads the newspaper? I'm like, who reads the fucking newspaper? I think I was reading skateboard magazine at the time. Is she wanting to be working in fucking method? I don't and know. And we were, we were, like, not a shitty school, but not the best. So we were like, and then she was like, you know, this is just common sense, common knowledge. You should own a dictionary. You should be reading the papers. So then cut to like a week later and she asked me for help with the computer. And I typed, I like literally typed the first line of the page into Google. And the first result was the page that she needed, she wanted to find that she'd had before, but she couldn't find because she couldn't know how to bookmark things or use the history. At the time, I didn't know about history either. And, and she's like, how did you do that? That's amazing. I was like, it's just common knowledge. Everyone should know it. I'm slow clapping. Yes, Bia. You I, put her in her place, because that's not a teacher. A teacher is supposed to be there to encourage and develop each individual child, no matter what their needs are, to make them a better people. She was just putting you down. 
for the sake of it. Um, I'm like, I, I, I almost sound like, you know, teachers are under pressure and all that kind of shit and blah, 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 blah. It was a shitty yeah, way to. It, no, should, teachers it was a shitty yeah. way to deal with things, and then that's sort of my kind of like ideology. I was like, "Fucking fight, try and fight the system, try and work around the system," which leads into kind of where I'm there. But like, so we jump back. I said I was into IT. Right. Yes. So I really am interested because I hope you don't mind me cutting in by saying the reason you always tell me is because your brother did IT. Now, just as a backstory, because Chris, Chris won't talk about it. Chris is one of three boys. Okay, now his older brother is seven years older than him, and then his next brother's five years, so there's five years between Chris and his next brother. Um, which we'll maybe we'll maybe do another podcast for family. family. Yeah, yeah. Um, um we'll talk about that, but yeah, his oldest brother as well is also in tech. Um sorry, Pepper's just woke up. Um so we kind of want to like all talk about that but you always say it's because your brother got a computer and you played on it there's more to that story please oh, like, let like, me know it, it it is a cut and dry story and maybe maybe there's something that i don't remember but it's like so when i when i was a kid and this this will show my age and i don't know maybe maybe i think maybe i i, I think own i your age own your age yeah you're i 30, think I, you're 31 one. one. You're 31. Yeah, god, I think. Why? When you pass 30, no, you are. You're 31. You're 31. Oh my god, I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, and I'm I, usually the one that remembers this stuff, but uh, yeah, you're 31. I, I, I think I act. I think I try and act more. Well. So, I remember, like, my brother was the first person to get a computer in the family. Yeah. Like, my two older brothers always had gaming was consoles. Was lovely cream? Oh yeah, like, you know. <laughs> The cream boxy. Babes. Like, like, I, I, I remember the specs. I remember, I mean, like, like my brothers always had like the game consoles. They 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 had Atari and then the Sega, Mega Drive, Saturn, and all that kind of stuff. And then my older brother, like he obviously he was seven years older. He he got the first computer because like he was getting into computers because he played games all his life and he was getting the IT, won the computer and like this was back back in the day, like it was, it must be at least ninety five because I had Windows ninety five on it. And I remember it cost a thousand pounds. Your and parents spent a thousand pounds. Oh no, they, 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 they paid it off in layaway. And but no, but see back back in the day, this was like I know, but like I meant like the like your parents actually spent that for him. Oh, but they they paid it off, and then he, I think he helped pay it off with his part time job when he got a bit older. Or I think maybe he paid it off. They they helped. I think they were the. And they contributed. Yeah. So and it was like the the old cream white computers, like CRT. I can monitor. see it. I can oh, yeah. see it because I had them myself. The big beautiful boxy air vented back. Oh yeah, um, I think it was like a comp- the big tar block that it was used like a to compact. sit and used to need a computer desk for it. It wasn't yeah. even like yeah, used it was like a need. piece of machinery, and it was a three oh 125 megabit RAM. No, oh, sorry, 128 megabit RAM. Which now the phone we're recording this off has two gigs of RAM. It had a three gig hard drive. It came with a floppy drive and, God. The, and the ability to put in a CD. No, and I had, I had one CD ROM drive in it, but CD ROMs were very rare. Everything. And this was before. Now there was USB ports, but they were used for. They were they were unknown at the time. It used to be back when. Uh, mice and keyboards didn't have USB ports, and when you had a, a keyboard port and a mouse port, so it was like, bef- like it was before the days of USB flash drives and stuff, which are kind of dead now anyway. But 
remember he, he got that and like whenever it came in it was like this is something brand new shiny like I always like kind of like all over their gaming consoles because I would never get a go on them because it was theirs and I had my fucking I had my action man and that kind of stuff <laughs> I yes I played I played I played the dolls as a kid I remember his mum telling a story to me about how she walked in on him um, like playing with dolls and she was like just when it was that wee bit too old to be playing with them still no, at that time, and he I, yeah. shoved them under his bed yeah, I, <laughs> like I, just I, as soon no, as she walked in he like was freaked out shoved them under his bed but at this point yeah. the action men were skateboarding so it was a little yeah. bit older yes I was a, I was a weird kid um, <laughs> you weren't a weird kid you were oh, you were normal so not normal there's no normal but he was, yeah. you were you you do you so like Martin got the computer and signed it for it again as we say Sorry. it's all um, <laughs> right, can we do that now in the podcast that anytime anybody needs to fart, we just go woo. So he he got the computer. I remember like like I was in utter awe. Like, God, this is mad. Like I've never never seen a computer. Well, I think I seen them in school the whole time, but having one at home was like you know the the possibilities were endless. And then this is before we even had like an internet connection. So all you could really do was like you know you'd set it up and you could play games or like you know do apps and stuff on it. I remember my favorite thing was like I was like can I play paint? So just sit and tr- like do random yeah. squiggly like not even I'm not a artist oh, but just squiggly lines and just like you know draw, draw things and select the form of colors and I used to do it all the time. So at that kind of point I was like right this is cool. I like computers. I, I like where this is going. I want to get more involved in this. He then eventually, like, so as we progressed, like, me in school, and then he went on to, like, up, you know, higher education, he started actually getting into, like, IT and the programming side of things, which I was like, I was like, I want to learn more about this, I want to see what's going on, and then we got, like, an internet connection, and learn about how the internet worked, and how to connect things and be global, and it was, like, dial-up broadband, where people nowadays probably don't even know. Google um, it. <laughs> and I remember, it, I think it was... When we were in school, there was this kind of, there was a, a movement of, when you were in school, and schools were all getting computers, and they were getting connected, you'd been lessons, but you didn't want to actually do the schoolwork you were doing, or if you went to, like, the library after school, or on a lunch break, there's always someone in your class knew about this website that had a bunch of Flash games on it. Where you could play like that little helicopter game that would move you up and down, or some random game where you were shooting zombies. And it was like you go to the site and there was like two hundred different games, and it was like it was always like the, the ones I remember, like miniclip.com was one of the mm-hmm. big ones. Mm-hmm. They were a big brand. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually holy shit, that is like a blast from the past. Mm. And like uh, Newgrounds. Oh my god! And Sorry, the... when you said mini, oh my god, like that just like sparked a little like in my head. My god. So. As we were getting, as we were getting school, I could see all these, and it was always like, it was someone, someone knew someone who knew someone who knew the web address to get it, and then it got to one point where like someone who knew someone who knew someone who knew someone who actually made the site. I was like, oh, they built this. I want to know how they built this. So then, because I was then getting more access to the computer, and it wasn't just my brothers; it was the kind of terminal like I could use it too. So I like, right, well, I'm gonna see if I can build the site. So. At the time, there was tons of companies like, we will give you a domain for free, we will host your site for free, and I learned how to use the browser to do different things, and then I learned how to steal games, 
of the big name sites, take the files, upload them on the other sites, and then create. And then I created. Um, you were the human Kazaa of their generation. Oh, and I was using Kazaa and LimeWars. 24 fucking seven. Oh my god. Riddle, riddle computer survivors. Downloading, downloading songs in inverted commas. By the way, sorry if we're bumping. Yeah. We've had a few drinks, sorry. Um, so then, like, I kind of, I, I got into that more, and, like, the more I got into it, like, the more other people I knew were getting into it, and we kind of turned into a bit of a rivalry, like, who could, you know, do this and do that. And then at that time, then, like, um, I was like, right, well, everyone online. So, had, did you find that tech was more of a social thing for you? Yeah, like, I could connect with people yeah. by doing tech. So, like, um, at the time, like, I was, like, I knew, right, right, everyone online has, like, a pseudonym or, like, an alias. I was, like, right, at okay. the time, yeah, and this is where my... Oh, my God, still to this day. So, um, well, actually, it, so it's sort of, like, back in the days when I skateboarded, we... I'm not giving uh, the world your email address, but... No, 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 but, like, uh, back in the day, the skateboarding, like, it, like it, the skateboarding faded off as the smoking weed and drinking started taking up. So I guess I had an email address and it was like, I, I think I, I had Stoner CL. Stoner though? But then it's, I lost the password. And it was back in the day, like nobody fucking remember passwords. You could, it was resetting your passwords and nightmares. So I was like, right, fuck, I'll just create a new email address. And it was Stoner, so put in two ends. So Stoner CL, so that was originally my pseudonym. And then I love it. <laughs> around the time, like I was getting big into like the Kevin Smith movies. So like uh, Clerk, Small Rats and Jay and Son and Bob. And Son and Bob's superhero is Bluntman. And I was like, oh, I like Bluntman. I was like, I don't, I think it was a, some site, it was, there was a site we used to use, it was like a chat site where you could like talk in like groups and stuff, but like Bluntman was taken. So I was like, you like, actually went to him as a Halloween I, I did, I went as him as a Halloween, no one fucking knew who it was. And I, I was like, Bluntman was taken. I was like, well, well, I'll just take some letters off. It used to be back in the days, like, if an email address was taken, you'd add random numbers on there. Like, so instead of like, Sexy lips, you mean sexy lips? Or a uh, uh, shout out to my sister, Frilly Nicks underscore chocolate, best thing ever. Yeah. But and like that again, I'm probably going to talk about that more on my, one my podcast. But yeah. So then I was like, right, I'll be blunt M. So then I I made a site. Well, actually, yeah. So I made a, I made a site, bluntman dot uh, because you could get you got these free domains but they're random ass fucking domains like from random countries oh yeah so I built a website what's Jesus probably some fucking dodgy country in a shady place Um, so I built the site put up the games so people could play them and at the time the schools were being proactive and they were firewall blocking all these sites because kids weren't actually doing work they were playing games but one of my, my site was the one that kept on slipping through the cracks. So I kept adding new features. And then kids in school were like, fine, it was me. And they're like, right, can you add this game? Can you add that? And I was like, I put in like a, a form where people could have like conversations. Oh and then started all the like, all these different chat rooms and all that kind of stuff. I love it. And then I remember it was at one point like the librarian, because like I, being the nerd I fucking am, I hung out in the library at my lunch break or hung out in the library after school. He quickly developed, it was me that ran the site. And he was like, I'll ensure it doesn't get blocked if you keep the games clean. Yeah. So I was like, right. Because those games were like you were shooting sperm in a vagina. All this kind of shit. Like, <laughs> shooting cartoon, yeah, you're shooting, shooting cart, cartoon sperm in a vagina. So I was like, right. If I keep the games clean, they're, it, the site's not blocked. And like, I'm getting I'm getting hits. I'm building up like a, a community around this. Can thing. I also just, as a sidetrack, say that is the most pubescent, not pubescent, the like most 
puberty rip riddled game ever if you're shooting sperm into vagina. Anyway. Like what what the twelve year old boys want to do more with their spare time. But then shoot sperm yeah. into or a vagina. A car game but, or yeah. Or the more you play poker the the more the woman takes the clothes off all this kind of bullshit. Yeah. So he we struck a deal, as long as I keep it clean, they keep it unlocked. And it, it was the main site for years, I think, in the school. Until I think I left and the whole kind of thing kind of faded out and people could, like, YouTube yeah. was invented so people yeah. weren't just playing games or watching videos. But, like, I always say to you, I've always said to you, do you think that you got into tech because it was something you could understand? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying dyslexia was the main reason for you to come into this. You were, you're always, you've always been logical. Yeah. In... See, I, I, I wouldn't attribute it to dyslexia, dyslexia. per se. I think, like, yeah, it's if, logic. If, if I if I wasn't maybe I would have got more down the the route of reading and, and more academia yeah. sort of thing. Whereas, with with tech, you always have this, especially whenever the internet came around, you always had this backup. Of like, if I don't know the answer, someone else will give me the answer, yeah. and I can yeah. Google it, I can spell check it, I can. The computer yeah. is helping me. But yeah, no, but I'm I'm like yeah, but I mean, mm. the reason that you actually got into tech was it logic more than anything. I, I, I was always into how things worked. Yes. So were you the sort of person that, like, you know, this person, kid, went that when you got a toy, you took it apart to see how it could be put back together yeah. again? Well, not that kind of the Goldberg-style yeah. fucking TV show. But, yeah, like I, would, like, I would try and figure out how things work, take them apart. Like, whenever whenever my brother then eventually moved out and I inherited the computer and then I started building out my own rig and I was taking apart the computer to try and build this, like bastardized computer of bars you know, yeah. segregated parts from different pieces yeah. and I was always trying to hack things together try yeah. and build and do and grow my but setup we haven't even I know we're 45 this is going to be a long one um, we can hit recording and this will be a long one I'm sorry babe this like sorry babe and when I say babe I mean you guys and this, yeah, this this could be this could one. be a long one um with we're here all night. We're here all night. We, Folks, well, we've nowhere else to go. We live here. Night. But it's, yeah, it's so interesting, we're... like, that, um, I just always find it interesting, like, your story is so interesting because it's so pure, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you just had this genuine love for tech and a genuine interest, and you just carried that through. I think as well, like, um, I, I liked, whenever I had the site, I liked the fact that, you know, strangers somewhere because it wasn't just our school it spread into different schools and vice versa how we got the site so how did it end no but like no oh, yeah, so i can like, tell like, you more so about like, how you like, like i, I love really it because like it was, it was known the fact that like there was you know it, it in the peak of it i had maybe 500 to a thousand like unique visitors a day which was multiple schools in the city and the kids logging in every day not doing what they should be doing. And um, what was it called again? Blockman Dad Z Z Z H or something. Z H. I tried to find it domain years ago. Like it's all it's all registered that stoner email address, which I've now forgotten the fucking details for. Probably and if it, that email should die in a hellfire because it's old and fucking <laughs> not not a good place. But I yeah, do like, genuinely think that if you haven't logged in an email address for ten years, they should just fucking cut delete it. Delete it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's when it got to like a point where like it made it had made some traction I like the fact that like people were randoms were using something that I built and 
it made, it was useful and it made sense and they were they actually were enjoying it. like and I was like I was dropping new games and I was like doing releases and like you know making keeping the side add new features you know improving the UI and every every time I did this I learned a new technique of how to build to websites. be honest you talking about this now now that I know that we can like you know go on oh yeah, yeah like we'd, I, think I, just I recording feel again. like I have so much to say like I'm so sorry like but it's just because I'm so intrigued um because this my husband and I'm always interested in him um with that and you talking about the work that you do now I see such a parallel I see such so a parallel that you are like you're totally like when you're speaking and all you're like you're so into it about what that project then but this is exactly what you do now so it's it's, 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 it's hilarious you say that because like that's that's what I like like so it's so many nice we would be sitting here and we having a drink or anything, and you're like tell me about your childhood I'm like but that that is I'm like, that nah, is nah. the but reason if, like, if I'm tasked to like describe and that's build up my childhood mad. it it's actually, I'm only realising this now, when I like, think back to like how yeah. I used to build, like I used to write JavaScript when I was 15, but if someone was going to talk to me now, I'm like, how long have you written JavaScript? I'm like, I've only written it the last 10 years. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back as far but as But that's, school. that's hilarious though, because that's like, the passion that you had for that project, and building new features, and building new applications into this one thing that you created, that's your job right now. And like, that's why you love what you do now because yeah. you still have that passion that you had as a fifteen-year-old kid. And like, you can see like, and that's why in your head, customer value, like you know, proper you like that's why you're front end because you want the user experience for I these. Was, well, yeah, I always, I like the visual delivery of what's going on. Oh my on. god, like this just makes so much sense. This is why we do the podcast, yeah. guys. It's like, you know It's more for us than it's more for us to just have a conversation and figure shit out. That's amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know not everybody's gonna go, oh my god, that's amazing. I think it's I think it's class. I think it's class. Anyway. Um so I think so that went on while I was in my I think it was GCSE. I don't know if I made it through A-levels or not. It must you, have. I think, mm, I think, I think that things died out. that's what I'm saying. It's like, like broad, how did it end? It's just like, you know, home broadband became a thing. So, it used to be, you know... So, could kids find other sites? Because remember, in our school specifically, sites were blocked that were, like, you no know, had those gaming sites and yeah. everything. They were all blocked. Like, you couldn't like log into anything apart from... It wasn't even Google. Well, yeah, you could maybe Google sometimes, but they were very, very, yeah. very, very restricted. Like, you could barely go into anything. You could play no games. I think the only thing you could play on the computers was solitaire. Like, so our, our, our school was cracking up, but as I said, like the li- librarian, like, because he knew it was me, he knew I wasn't a piece of shit. He was like, you know, you're. Also, shout out to me, librarians. Mr. McKenna, I think his name was. He was a good guy. Pretty sure he used to smoke weed all the time. Because I remember smelling mm-hmm. it often once. Um, but yeah, like, because c- we kind of struck a deal and he had an end with the IT teacher. And I, I, I got friendly with the IT teacher who was, was raising an alcoholic at the time. Fucking man after my own heart. Um, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds actually really bad when I said that kind of alcoholic. But you know what I mean? Like, we, we had an understanding. Like, he just, he was a fucking straight to the point. Did not give a 
fuck about anything. The school was blocking sites, but as they were blocking there, like, they knew I wasn't a piece of shit. I was doing this. And they, I think maybe the, the delivery scene, this was maybe a potential for me to grow and learn and but follow in a career. So he didn't want to stifle that. How do you feel nowadays with the IT courses that we had in our school? Which was basically just word processing and using Microsoft Word. It was a glorified secretarial course. Um, I'm doing what you do now and seeing all the kids and they have these coding programs and they have these coding, you know, homeworks and they have coding classes. Are you jealous or are you like, yes? Yeah, right. Jealous, definitely. So it's funny, I seen a tweet a while back. And it was someone tweeting saying like, like, I I'm, I'm old in the age of tech. I'm not a veteran, but I'm old. And I I've worked with veterans, and it's amazing work with someone who's had the fucking years in the spans, like the spans of spans of work. Yeah, expanse, yeah. expanse, yeah, yeah, yeah. a breath, a breath of you know, yeah. knowledge and stuff. And this this week was like you know, all these like and it was like all you fuckers complaining about, you know, coding camps for kids and, you know, all this new tech and the fact that, like, you know, I, I could pick up a Raspberry Pi for 30 quid on a fucking computer and, you know, teach myself to program for near enough, 50, like, I could spend 50 coin and learn how to program in a week and get a job. And it was the thing, like, you know, all these old, bitter tech people in tech and, like, you fuckers are getting this for nothing and we had to go through a degree okay. and years of hard work because when I, like... I, when I did IT in like GCSE and A level, as you said, it was word processing. I was fucking glorified secretarial. You might have read a bit of code I if you're doing some like access database stuff. The more and like I don't know about anybody else, but how I learned code was through a MySpace fucking HTML. Yeah, and I, I learned it through Bebo. I wasn't a MySpace yeah. kid, but you know. But like I, I but again I did death to Bebo. Bebo. Death to Bebo. I need to talk about a lot about Bebo and mine. Yeah. But um yeah. And then so in this way it's like, you know, all these people being better is like, you know use you paved your own grave, you set you set plans in motion to build tech to what it is right now to help enable younger generations to get better. Yeah. So the start I was better and I was angry. Like, you know, I had to fucking bust my ass yeah. for fucking four years in university course doing bullshit. But I can understand that. I'm where sure someone, other people can Yeah, where well, someone now you can go to a, a co camp, do three months in the co camp and learn how to do program. But, then, but I'm like and then But then I, you're also like, this is amazing because this is a generation of new and that's like oh. I'm like and like and then I, I said I said to myself I'm like I'm not I'm not, by the way I'm not putting opinions in your head no, no, it's no, just no. because I know you and we've talked about this before and, but that, and that's something I'm like you know st- I'm like and I, I called myself I'm like stop being bitter you, but no, I want not, more people to get into tech you know what if they can I'm get not, in the easier you know just because I, like it's the same like you know we all had a fucking like you know our generation but the generation before us were fucking in horses and carts and then cars came around do you think they were better as fuck? But, well, not the generation before us, but generation, generation before us. But uh, the thing is, the why I love you is because you're not better. You're excited about it all. No, I... Right. So we're hitting our almost well, end of our five time. So we're clear, gonna, there's five minutes left. No, but we can hit recording. Yes. So we're, we're learning, we're learning as we go. This is like a little intermission. So we're gonna take a break. Um, take a break from our sponsor and like, please, um, 
Here's a word from our sponsor, Pepper. He's sleeping. So if I had stopped. Okay, so we're back again. Sorry, um, we had technical difficulties. We talked for another 40 minutes, and it did not... Record. Record. We're learning as we go. This app's Exactly. Um, I forget what um, was said in the last one and how we so ended I think it. What we, yeah, how we ended up in the, in the last segment there was about how you know, tech is more easier for people now. We, what we recorded and we lost was how I went from school, the uni... I did a placement with Microsoft, and then hi, and we'll jump into there. Yeah, um, um, and you wanted to say, but like, yeah, um, I wanted to say that I don't know if this was talked about on the last one, but um, it was more that I think that this, the website that Chris built, and if it's not on the last podcast, I'm so sorry because I can't remember if we talked about it on this one or whatever. Um, so Chris built, uh website of games for friends and the way he was explaining that was more I I always think that like now that's what he does and that's why he has such a passion for what he does yeah so Um, so we'll jump through so did IT in school IT in university Interesting, not so interesting, not so relevant, but it's more relevant. Did a placement in Microsoft in Dublin. Me and a home was very scary. I'm a home bird. Yeah. It was it was troublesome. I ended up living with a, a Russian couple and a Polish guy for a couple of months. Then moved in with some friends who I'm now lifelong friends with. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that's basically... Yeah, so then I... Like I, I graduated and I was like, right, well, I need a job. I live in Derry, which is a big city, but not the capital city. The jobs are all in Belfast. So I was like, right, okay, uh, this, this move to Belfast is trying to get a, a job. I find like a, a nice enough company to kind of get, all, get, all, get on my feet, get started. What really worked out well was when I started that company, like I had learnt specifically certain languages in university, but as we, as we said, like I... I focus on the web, so like when I started this company, like their focus was JavaScript and the web, and how to build applications with that, which further encouraged me into what I wanted to do. Um, but I can talk about this, and I know I'm like, oh my god, like it's so mad. Um, no, the no, but that is correct. Like you've always, but when I met you, you were a graduate in this company that you worked for and I always remember you saying that you had never followed through with or your company had never followed through with a project that you had been working on so you would do all this work and wouldn't happen yeah, yeah, but it was because as well the company that you worked for before I'm sorry I don't mean to sort of talk no, no. about Chris's life um, but the company that he worked for before, it was for, it was a contracting company, so he would do work for other companies, but through this company. So it was all, like, you know, multiple layers, multiple, like, red tapes, all different things, so Chris could work for, like, literally a year or two on a project and bring it to a really good point. And the company would be like, no, fuck up, we're not going to launch it. 
And, was and that's the, happened. Yeah, that was, happened it, twice, I think. I think it was. It was almost. It was a shitty way to get introduced into IT, but also a good like kind of break into the world of like we. We were a company that con were contracted out to external vendors to build products, and the company that we were contracted to they had a motto of one out of ten products succeed. The the tenth will pay for the nine failures. Oh, that's nonsense! I think that's it's 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 the really sad reality of fucking IT. Um, and I knew managers who'd worked in that company that we were like we were contracting them, but like they'd worked there for all their life and they've worked on failing projects the entire time. I think it's a But I remember you said to me you were like I've worked on like I think it was five projects or something by that point because like I think the one that you were working on when I was there was this sort of like home TV app thing. And you like I remember your friend said to me the night we met like all he does is sit and watch Jeremy Callan in the morning. Yes, yeah, so it was like a, a set up box for like a well known telecom provider, yeah. where our job was to test that the software worked. So we had to test that it would record an hour. It would record a meeting on Channel Four. <laughs> but like all you did in the mornings was sit and watch Jeremy Callan. Well, like we had it. We had it. We had a <laughs> test playback. So we had a test Jer- if if you could watch Jeremy Kyle in the morning while recording a movie on film four. And it had integrations, so you had to like add a test Twitter integration, so I had to create a Twitter account and then tweet from it and retweet it from it and all this kind of stuff. And we were doing manual tests and it was a bit of a donkey dog work. But then we moved into other projects, got more focus on the web side of things. And I I I, I got to stage where I was doing like you know, like full stack. So if like full stack for everyone doesn't know is like you do it's like, where you do like the back end work which is like and also for those like non-tech people like myself hey back end means that it's not what you see it's the inner workings yeah, of like, the like application the, the so it's like the way chris always, always used to like explain it to me was like say if you're buying something off amazon the back end stuff is the process and payment and the actual thing that puts it in your cart. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, like it, it's the, yeah, it's like when, when you click that buy button, like, some, some, some program somewhere has to say, okay, tell the tell the, the warehouse this yeah. order's been placed and say this is the address it's going to. Yeah. And then it has to come back to tell you when it's dispatched. Yeah. And it's all the inner work that's behind that. Yeah. Whereas like, we, we, like I, we were, I was working on the full side of things. So I was doing like, you know, the back end, placing the order, but also putting the button on the page that would make you click the button, you know, the checkout. Another analogy, Chris loves his analogies when it, when it comes to check. Another analogy that I just thought of, it's, it's like, it's like a play. Okay, so you have the like a stage barrier, okay, and then you have the front of the stage and then you have backstage. Front end is the performance. It is the actors doing yeah, what, what they need see. to do and what you see. The back end is are the makeup artists, the hairdressers, the production, yeah, totally. the like you know the people, the runners running around making sure everybody's on set at the same time. That's what back end is. Front end is. 
the actors doing the performance. That, that's a good analogy. I'm going to steal that. Yeah, is, uh, but is not. Yeah, no, it is. Yes. Yes. Thank you. But like, but also, guys, in the podcast, when I first met Chris, I had no fucking clue what he did. He told me he was a software engineer, and I was like, "Do you fix computers?" Like that's because yeah. instantly I'm it was shit like, "Shit, I fix some computers." I know. Never ask Chris to fix a computer. He's tech support for all, and he has worked tech support in the past. But, like, no, that's not what it is. His job is actually more creative than it sounds. So then I I left, like, I I worked at that company for a couple of years. I knew that I was was drifting more towards the the front of the the house, the front, like, the front of the play stage where everyone was doing the acting. I enjoyed that because it's such a. Like I was onboarding a new member of staff this week, and I, I, I used to say analogies like what I like about what I do is there's this instant feedback. Yeah. I you ra- can see I, an instant click. I write a line of code, yeah. the color of the button changes. Yeah. I write another line of code, the button changes in size. I run another line of code. You click the button, and fireworks happen. Yeah. It's visual. It's instant. It's yeah. feedback. There's Whereas it's like again with that analogy of the play. When you say a line and, so, and like people laugh, you get that instant feedback. Yeah. Like that, I mean? that makeup artist that. might put makeup on someone, but they're not due for three, three acts, arts. so they're not getting that instant feedback. Yeah, or they might put the makeup artist on somebody, but nobody's ever going to thank the make, makeup artist for yes. putting the makeup on somebody. And it, it sucks. It's, it's a thankless yeah. job. But, but that like, is yeah. like, and it's that like is I wasn't true. one for the customer. But that is like, true I, yeah. because nobody ever thanks the back end people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And the way the way I work, they probably shouldn't. The place I work now, they probably shouldn't thank them because they're better bastards. But there are, yeah, but at the same time, but they don't do it for that. Yeah. The so, applause. The, so then, like I, they're I not sh- in it for the applause. Not that you're not in it for the applause. No, you're no. in it for the feedback. But yeah. the in this instance, the applause is the feedback. Yeah. Odd, but anyway, read into yeah. that analogy. So I, I did a, a couple of years there, and then I kind of like right. I need to, if I'm gonna focus on what I want to do, like I got the point where like, I was doing this cool tech shit in my spare time but I was in my head like well why can't I do this during my day to day job why do I have to go home and spend another and I remember those days like you coming home and just writing blog posts about front end because you were full stack and you like it's not that you hated back end you have more of an interest and you have more of an interest in front end the the ecosystem is huge there's more just like it, what I what I love was like, you're never done. There's always yeah. like, right now. There's, there's almost you can always better yourself. Yeah, right, right, right. As we record this podcast, someone is coming out with something mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. that I don't know about yet, and I need to know about it. And I think it's like the 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 thirst for knowledge and learning. So I decided, right, it's time to jump ship. I'm gonna move on the company, and it was like a a startupy kind of company that came to Belfast, had roots in America. But we're trying to like get Belfast off off the ground, and and it was a dedicated front and I was like, this is perfect for me. I'm gonna jump into this. It's gonna be great, and it has been. Um, it started with rocky moments here and there with um, and what I like was like a change in culture. Like yep. um, I IT, when I when I worked in my first IT company, it was a pack of nerds. You know. Yeah, the stereotypical nerds sitting with fucking, you know, pictures of Batman or something on the desk, you know, talking about, like, complex things that the, the, the lay person or the modern person wouldn't have a clue about. 
Whereas I moved to a company where like people had interests outside of their job, people had you know lives, and this this new company they focused on culture as much as they focused on tech, because you can have the brightest, smartest people in the world, but if they're all introverts, then you're never going to build anything. Yeah. Whereas if you if you build a mix of brilliantly smart people who are introverts, but then smart people who are extroverts who can bring people out of their shells and integrate people together. And yeah, I never like I never thought about culture until I started this place because I, when they're like, oh, we focus on culture, I'm like, who gives a fuck about culture? You go to work, you do your job, and then you fucking go home. No. Whereas then I... It makes it such a more enjoyable place yeah. to actually work. And like when people invest, when they people... You know a good company when they invest as much into the people that work for them as they do their products... That's a good company because yeah. at the end of the day, I've worked in, like, and I will talk about this on my own as well. Like, I've worked in multiple customer service roles, and the majority, like, majority of companies are like the customers come first, but what they have to realize is that their staff are their company. So, invest in your, your staff. And you will get customers because yeah. if happy like, staff I, I never, means happy customers. I never work somewhere where they have investing people, and we're going to do a stop check. Right. Okay. We're so, going to do a stop check. BRB. Okay. Sorry, folks. We so had more tef- technical tef- difficulties. Yeah. Oh my so God. as we left off in the last one, I was talking about like moving on to my my next job, yes. my current job. What I really liked about it was like I was able to grow, advance my career. The culture of the company was a complete shock differently but in a good way had this ability to kind of change grow yeah. be it's a very encouraging environment that mm. he works in now and it's very like um and i think yeah without without this culture without this encouragement working yeah. working with professionals i wouldn't have gotten to the talking the expansion that i have yes 100 percent. and also guys like um, please forgive us for the shoddiness of these choppy changey like um podcasts at, at the moment the like this is one. number two like do you know what i mean like give us some stack um what i actually want to talk to chris about which is totally different is the public speaking um because that's another avenue that's come out of his career that i'm very proud of him for um very like just admirable it's just such an admirable thing that he does that he's able to take his passion and instill that passion on other people so i really want to like you know ask you baby like you know what made you like well i was there for your first first, first, jas talk and you were nervous as hell what made you catch the bug so i it was when I was transitioning from the jobs as we were talking about yeah. before. Like, yeah, because you would actually... Oh my God, that was like your first JavaScript talk was in the midst. Yeah. So like, <gasps> Holy I, shit, be- I completely be- forgot about Because of that. Like, um, like holidays and everything, I had like two weeks off. But it, so I think it was before I... But I had on my nose. It was... Yeah. Yeah, when I was on my like month notice. It was in that class. Oh my um, God. I, I, I went to a talk. And it's... It, Per chance, I know one of the guys who ran the the meetup because he was like a friend of my brothers from school, from back in the day, and they're like, "Oh, we're looking for more speakers." And I like had a couple of drinks. I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll talk. I'll fucking talk. I'd love to talk." 
and then after I had like the whole fuck what have I just signed up for blah 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 I'll fucking do this um, prepared like a talk about just a random thing I had went up nerves as shit got got like pretty drunk beforehand <laughs> um, hear more about my talking experiences on the web talks and I podcast yeah Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah I was, I was like really, like I'm nervous if I was like because I've seen people talking, I'm like, this, this is a class. Like, when people are, people, like, I've seen conference talks for people online, and they're, like, fucking famous people, but then I, like, I was actually in a room with people who were in Belfast talking, and I'm like, well, fuck, they're, they're just fucking normal people. They're just people from Belfast talking. Well, well I could probably do that. Like, I want to get up on stage and, like, no share my knowledge. Why not? Give it a try. Like, if, right, if, it, if I do it, and it's shit, and it doesn't work out, I'd rather do it again. I did it, came off, I say the stage, I mean I walked through a crowd to grab a beer, there was no stage, um, and I was like, this is amazing, I fucking love this shit, like it was, it was the most empowering, like it, buzzing. Like, yeah, it was the most buzzing, empowering thing I've ever felt coming off doing something, like, and I'm, previously, like I'm not the person who, I hate, and like, I, I, I do a monthly demo work, and I sweat and get nervous about doing that. And I'm I'm on a, I'm on a call where I can't see the people. Whereas like I could stand in front of a group of people and give a presentation. Babe, like I could talk to you for days about your process of when you have an idea for a talk and when you write it because the time frame that you give yourself makes me anxious. It makes me anxious just hearing about it. It's, it's so it's, um, it's it's what I say to a lot of people. Like I'm like give a talk and they're like oh, I don't oh I don't I don't know I'm like. Cause, cause, like Belfast is still young and it's seen. There's people growing. There's people getting different levels. Yes, you may give a talk, and there's people in that room who know exactly what you're talking about, and they probably know more than you're talking about. But there's going to be that one person in that room who doesn't know what you're talking about. But also, is like, but there's also those people in the room that know exactly what you're talking about. But they're also like by my knock up street up there. Yeah, and then uh, and uh, hopefully then them see me bumbling around on the stage and fucking. No, no, you're always I know, I know, so I know. charismatic when you're on stage. Like, but your confidence has grown completely. Mm. Like, this is like probably we're gonna probably end in the next five minutes or so because oh, we've also. Bearing in mind, done this for an extra hour, but there's lost footage. Um, the plug that I'm gonna give is like there's you last year doing that imposter syndrome talk in NI DevConf, which I was so proud of you for. And now, now you're doing. You are a speaker at the conference. In Prague or Bratislava, it's sometimes oh, it's Prague, in Bratislava, right. but like it was in Bratislava a few yeah, years, ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah. But there's you now doing Reactive Conf in Prague, speaking the the talk that you go to every year with work for a bit of crack. And not for a bit of crack, but like as an oh, actual yeah, like you know yeah. attendee, and now you're a speaker at it, like. Can we just and you being so worked up about that last year of doing an identificonf and now you're going to be talking in Prague this year? How amazing is that? Oh, it, it it's amazing. I am so humbled by it. Like, um, but like, it's it's the same as the the fucking the imposter syndrome the whole speed of it. 
like I'm not putting myself on a pedestal like the way I look at it I, I went to rehab conf this will be the fourth year I've been it's yeah. the, the fifth year that it's happened so I, I missed the first one um, but this will be the fourth year I'll, I'll attend and amazingly I'm speaking this year the way I look at it I'm like, like every year I see some people I see amazing people speak on stage being passionate about talking about something they're interested in they're fucking deeply care about I'm like well there's things I deeply care about and I'm passionate about them. I, I, I want to like share this knowledge I want to try and converse and talk to people like usually for me it's like I, I went from writing blog posts where I have like I have a catchy title for a blog post I'll fill the fucking the, I'll, I'll write some filler to make the blog post make sense they can mean the title and then that kind of migrated into like well I've got a catchy title for a, uh, a talk I'll make talk around the title clickbait and all that kind of stuff and then as I kind of as I did like I did like I did Belfast CS 10 times minimum so I've and I have built up the, the experience where now like now I think my my kind of my on stage presence is like I'm the not being a, no not that fucking shit on myself like no not, like I'm like the, the bump my my presence like no the bump of my food where like I will I'll tell a story and I'll talk about tech but I'll like I'll throw a swear in there. I'll throw a bit of like, you know. You're yourself. Yeah, I'm like. Babe, like you're cause, yourself. Because it's, e- it's easy to watch a developer on stage talk about how, like, so you should do this and you should do that. And then if you don't do this, you don't do that. You're I'm, like, I'm like, it's like. Relatable. Like, the relatable yeah, I'm, developer. I'm, I'm trying to make the relatable. Like, like, I think it was one of the, one of the quotes I had from one of the, the talks before was like, no, it's like, I, no, this is really cool because it means you can copy and paste code from the internet and you don't have to change the code. Yeah. And people were like, yeah, like I fuck, I do this shit all the, all the time. I'm like, no, I'm I'm relating to people. Where I'm like, like I'm not acting like this fucking rock star developer. I'm like, I want to be relatable to the common person. And these talks are the like, common developer. Like, the common developer, yeah. And then these talks are related. And then like, I mean, from being at Reactor for some years and seeing some of his talks, and like they had a call for papers. I was like, you know, what, fuck it, I'll apply. And thankfully, I was accepted. I stupidly spammed every fucking conference that was going on that year, and now I'm speaking in like three this year. But it's, but it's awesome for a guy that we were talking about earlier that had that dyslexic and that like, like dyslexia and how that English teacher was a fucking arsehole to you about all that nonsense. To now this full circle moment where you will be doing a conference of two hundreds of people yeah, so like, about like the, a the, subject yeah. that you wrote about and that you're yeah. passionate about. And, and that's something like, yeah, like, Unbelievable. Going, going from that shy kid who was petrified of a teacher reading out my essay yeah. to now I'm it reactive completely sorry, I'm gonna be speaking in front of because you can do it, people. Because you can do it in your own words. Yeah. And it's not and I can make it my own and because we we yeah. have like developers have their own kind of community, they have their own kind of mannerisms, their own kind of humor is like and it's connecting with them and making something where it's like I'm not gonna go out like and the, like my talk is not teaching anything new, it's not breaking mm-hmm. new ground, but it's connecting someone and yeah. it's giving them yeah. something and when I when I see it when I see a talk I don't. I'm not expecting to write down notes and analyze everything they say. I want them to spark some ideas in my head that I will then go off and do something with. But I'm, like spark that yeah. idea, and I want to spark an idea in someone's head, 
and give them sort of some sort of like a motivation to do something. What you always say to me when I'm feeling a wee bit dodgy is no matter at what stage you are, there's always some one some person in front of you and behind you. There's not like a sort of like you're not gonna be the lead of all this sort of yeah. thing. So you like sort of thing. So you're not doing it for the person that's in front of you because they've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. You're doing it for the one person that's behind you that wants to be you. Yeah. Like, I like, my talks about security, I'm not a security expert. No. But the thing but is, but you're interested in it. At the same time, I might know more than three people in that me? audience. <laughs> you know more than yeah. fucking me. But like, the, 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 like my, my goal is if there's one person in that audience who doesn't know and I've taught them something, that's yeah. my goal. As you said, there's always someone ahead of you, there's always someone behind you, and and, and I think that, that annoys me when it puts people off these talks. It's like, I don't want to talk about this because everyone fucking knows about this. It's like, no, someone doesn't know about it. And yeah, and like, well, like we need to have a, con- a proper conclusion and wrap this up, and we'll do some picks as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, picks and, uh, what were we going to do? Picks and tricks. So the picks are our top faves of the week, and our tricks are our top tips of the week. So okay. we're going to be doing picks or tricks. Are you going to start? Because I don't tricks. know what top five I've got. But, um, okay. I don't know. My picks. What is my pick? It's like. I don't ha- really have a any creative collide. Oh, I got a W creative collide. Oh my God. It's amazing. Um, no, but like, still getting used to it. So I don't really have any picks with that. Because I'm still picking. No, no, your pick like, is? Adobe. Fix the fucking cloud app because when you log out, oh my god, it persists. It, it's and persists and logging you back in. Jesus, right, so, so, so that was your pick. What are your my tricks? tricks? My trick. Is it five picks or five tricks? My trick is don't go to a festival when you're in your late twenties, and you really also pee. Right, my trick is to pee at a festival. Just pee. Go to a toilet. Go to a toilet. See, I the didn't... men's had communal urinals. Ew. It, it's grand uh, until... For also, for context, we were at Pooh Fitters last yeah. night. And, um, yeah, I yeah. it got to the point that, like, literally, I was ready to punch people in the face when we were leaving. It was, like, sheep. And all this talk about bees. Oh, my God. It was grand until the fact that, like, random dudes were like, hey, don't lock eyes, don't cross the streams. I'm like, shut up, I'm trying to Get fucking piss. Yeah, whereas, like, with me, it was, like, pain. Like, it was sore. <laughs> Meanwhile, my... Half cut sister who I love dearly, I love you. Um, was going. She, the ways. Do you want food? Do you want food? When we get to your house, can we get food? And I'm going. Actually, like seriously, all I'm thinking about right now is the fact that I'm going to pee myself. And she was like, "If you want to pee in the bush, that's totally fine. I'll totally watch you." And I was like, "I'm not peeing in a bush surrounded by thirty people when I live." like literally 15 minutes around the corner I'd much rather wait that 15 minutes and have a comfortable pee in my toilet than pee in a bush can people relate can people relate I need to pee as well and I could have pissed in the fucking corner of the street the whole time but I was like "Ah, I I think it would be a smack in the face that you couldn't pee I know but anyway sorry so 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 my trick is monitor your 
liquid intake and pee when, like regularly and smartly when you go to a festival. Right, what is what is my pick? Mm, I don't know. Your pick's the wireless secret phones. Yes, I was actually I was thinking about this. Yeah, so my pick is wireless bud true like sorry. They're true wireless earbuds. And they were tenor off eBay, but they're a good starter. I'm gonna invest in more. Mm-hmm. I've seen a pair, it's like, Sony have a pair for £250. I'm not that kind of person. I have another trick. You can, you can go with my trick. Um, and then my trick. Oh, your trick with my. Um, my trick is. Figure out which side the bus. If you if you if you right if yes. you if you commute to work, figure out which side of the bus gets the sun. So like obviously the sun sets in the west or east or whatever. Yeah, and but figure um, out what route you're going. Yeah, and then and then plan which seat you sit in. So recently this week, I've sat on the wrong side, of a packed out bus at peak time, and I've literally felt sweat drip off my hair, onto my neck, <laughs> and like I know. The other day, the sweat, like, like, to the window, to the wall, to the sweat was dripping off my balls on this fucking bus. And I was squashed in, surrounded by people in, like, so maybe, maybe somewhere else in another country, they have air-conditioned buses. Northern Ireland, because we get the fucking rain all the time, they don't think it's important. But fucking hell, when it's warm, it's warm, and when it's cold, it's cold. I've spent There's three no days, I, I can't come off the bus... And I've had to get changed and almost get a shower. I've been dripping in sweat. I'm an unhealthy man, but that does not excuse the point where like the buses should be air conditioned. Plan your route. Plan which side you want to sit in that bus because if you're going to be on the side where it's getting the sun, it's going to fucking suck balls. By the way, the trick that I said that I had, the other trick that I said that I had, I'll save it for another one. Okay. So, um, we're just going to end it there. I'm sorry, guys, that this has been very choppy changey. If you make but it this far, I love you're you. a fucking legend. I love you so much. Like, and if you listen to this, you're a legend. You're we a will, legend. I guess, by the, point, by the time you hear this, like, we will have a Twitter account. We will have all that kind of stuff. Yes, we and all, but also we are always trying to improve and like try new things. So that's why the, but this one, you know, we wanted to maybe make it a wee bit longer and try the sort of, you know, stop and start and sort of thing. Um, obviously didn't work in some sort of ways, but we will we'll structure learn. better. We'll learn, and the that's the nature of these conversational podcasts. Is you know we have to just let it roll how it rolls. Like we're not, we are not very in this podcast one for a very regimented structure. We know there's things that we want to cover, but how long that takes, we don't know. So as long as this is right. If you're if you're happier with like you know an hour podcast then that's okay and then yes but my husband really needs to pee right now so we're just and gonna eventually call it we will have an actual outro yeah um, okay yes farewell folks until next week we had fun someone else right. hopefully will have well, you know what we'll do five four three two